10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Hello, and welcome to the podcast, the name and favorite spell of which is Are We Friend Guardium Leviosa. I will be your co-host, Taylor. I'm your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three young boys who have just received their letter to Hogwarts talk about their interests one at a time, from herbology to astronomy to transfiguration, and try to see if they are, after 10 years, actually still friends, or if it's just inertia. Today, (laughs) we have uh, a very special guest with us. Special guest, you want to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Shannon. I've been on the show before. (laughs) Thank you for coming yes. back. We appreciate that. Yeah, thank you very Thanks much for, for coming back. Yeah. And so like we do at the end of the month, uh, we always have our, our special guests determine what it is that we're going to be talking about. So you might have been able to guess so far, but Shannon, what are we talking about today? Harry freaking Potter, man. Woo! Hell yeah. Yeah. So before we get into all that, since I think we're going to, because we have a, a whole lot to talk about. 20, 20 bevy, years yeah. worth to talk about. There is... A little bit of a game I want to set up. Okay, okay. lay it on us. Okay, I like uh, okay. I like a game out the gate. Yes, this is going to be a, a full gate, full episode gate. Wait. Game. Mm, okay. Right. Okay. So I've been thinking about us, and I think I can split us up into the four houses effectively. Okay. So I'm interested to see who's ending up where. Say, for the, yeah. right. no, for the so right. for the sake of the game, mind you. So number one. Oh yeah, because I was gonna say I assume everybody here has done their sure, the house, sure. the sorting hat. But yeah. hear me out, hear me out. Number one for sure. Taylor goes into Ravenclaw. No yeah, issues yeah. there, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, no, I'll, yeah I'm totally. gonna put an asterisk against that, but uh, but yes, I agree. I'm not. I agree conditionally. <laughs> well, and let's <laughs> come back to that, it. I'm gonna pull that asterisk off. But this is and, say but, yes. and keep in mind this is not our actual houses necessarily. It's just for no. the sake of the game, so we're all in different ones. Okay. Okay. Shannon Reagan, who has been on the podcast. Third time now? This is the third time? Yeah. Third time is the charm. Hell yeah. Yes. Knowing her, myself personally, I'm going to throw that bitch into Hufflepuff. That That is also my house. Yes. Yeah, was, <laughs> that is also that is, okay. that is, her actual I've house. I've taken yeah. the Pottermore quiz three times, and every time it's Hufflepuff. So I am a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Through yeah. and through. I could definitely see it. Like, there's also, no, yeah, there's no one who is so excited to say, like, hey, I bought 108 Totino's pizza rolls as, like, Shannon Reagan is <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> And so we are excellent finders. So so far, two houses solved, no what problem. This is where it gets a little bit more complicated because I, mm-hmm. much of my life growing up, have been a Slytherin. Definitely, yeah, at so some point. So I thought at least at some point that shit changed. I don't really know what happened to me, but I became for sure a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. But I would consider Brian to be much more of a Gryffindor than a Slytherin, where I at least at some point was a Slytherin. So I would like to place Brian and Gryffindor and myself in Slytherin, just so we are all uh, in four different houses. I am. Uh, that's. I'm 100 percent okay. I'm with behind that. that. I am 80 percent certain that I have the exact same thing as Harry Potter, except I didn't ask to be put in Gryffindor <laughs> because my Sorting Hat puts me in Slytherin. Oh, you just you just time. didn't speak yeah. up. But but I didn't. Yeah, exactly. But I theoretically could just go. Oh, please not Slytherin. Except nothing listened to me, so I said, "Please not Slytherin" during the online quiz, and God just you know abandoned my please. I'm imagining and like sent me into the. I'm a, imagining little prepubescent Brian Miller with his curly flyaway, almost white. Oh, that's blonde adorable hair. that you assume it's prepubescent when I did this <laughs> at eleven. Okay, sure thing. Uh, he put you put the hat on. It goes over your eyes, and you're saying, "Not Slytherin." Not Slytherin. And the hat goes, not Slytherin, eh? You know, <laughs> Slytherin would help you on your way to greatness. And Brian goes, oh, well, I guess. Well, I guess <laughs> I no past. Yeah. No, that great. sounds good. Yeah, like that sounds like a good plan. See, I, as an adult, I will, yeah. putting the sorting hat on was like, not Gryffindor, not Gryffindor. Not Gryffindor. <laughs> Slytherin, like, please, Slytherin. Gryffindor, Slytherin, Slytherin is like, you oh, Gryffindor, oh. dude. Um, so I'll leave it up to Taylor and Shannon then. How would you like to sort Brian and myself? Who gets Gryffindor? Who gets Slytherin? And let's sort not. Uh, Shannon, what do you, what do what you comes think? To mind? What I, comes I, to mind? I mean, I've got I'm, an idea. I'm going to throw Brian and Slytherin because of what he just said and because Jorge is like definitely a Gryffindor now. So, and to mix it up a little. 
the and I agree with you entirely. The reason being is that Jorge has this like a code of ethics and honors which are absolutely unimpeachable. Brian doesn't have. (laughs) No, no, I'm not saying that uh, you are not a moral person, Brian. I'm not saying that at all. Brian does great things, terrible, but great, but great. I dig it. Uh, Brian had a horrible, awful, a wonderful, awful. So that's how we'll do it then. Brian and Slytherin, Taylor and Ravenclaw, Shannon Hufflepuff, and myself. I do want to explain Gryffindor. I do want to explain that asterisk really quick. Okay, go for it. As as I've gotten older, you know, I've taken the quiz too, and I on Pottermore and shit, and I always get Ravenclaw, which is fine. Like I I know I'm that kind of person, but mm-hmm. in my like day self, my day job self, where I'm like doing stuff productively, absolutely Ravenclaw. But man, when it comes to drinking a kind of warm beer and sitting on a couch and like I'm not going to get up from this place until I've drank this entire case of beer and had the conversations I wanted to have, like my relaxing self. Is one hundred percent Hufflepuff. <laughs> see, I don't know, dude. That still sounds I, see, pretty even, even in to that, me. I was gonna no. say that description you just said. To be know. clear, I so I know Taylor better than most people. I know a drinking Taylor mm-hmm. even better. You that you like, perhaps that's better than anybody. Honestly, Harry Potter and Voldemort's wands, their relationship with each other is like me and Taylor <laughs> when we're drinking. We are like this is the connected. Yeah. Gay porniest innuendo hey, episode hey, ever, buddy. and we're five hey. minutes in. <laughs> cool this it. This is about Harry Potter. This is about Harry yeah. Potter. <laughs> and Harry Potter's about love. Not okay. Taylor and Horace. The love between me and Taylor. Anyway, the way that that relationship, I, by the way, is called a priori incantatum uh, oh, at the end of Goblet of Fire when they connect. Yeah, thank you. And he did do the the two fingers, two penises connecting. Is, is yeah, the way he did he, the touch the, gingerly touch our tips, the the dummy sticks, the dummy sticks gesticulation. You know, not everybody. All right, can all see right. This. Uh, so I actually think when Nobody you're drinking, we're both Gryffindors, honestly, because we're not we're not just. Sitting there, hanging out, having it like we are drinking hard. We're very active. We're very brave about how much we're putting into our bodies, and we want everybody yeah. else to be happy and joining us. There's like there's a. I feel as though much if you were, if you had Jorge and I in a room, and you put three goblets before us, and you said, <laughs> one of these is an alcohol, the best alcohol you've ever had, and the other two are poison. Jorge and I would not hesitate to like grab a glass. Got this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the Gryffindor way, man. That's not Hufflepuff. That's not Ravenclaw. All right. All right. And then that's apparently I'm the guy Gryffindor. who put the two, right, the three right. cups with the two poisons in there. <laughs> this is taking way too long. What I, I want to say. Too much. Okay. The, here's the game. At any point mm-hmm. during the conversations for the rest of the episode, anybody else and the rest of the group can veto or support them in giving points to one of the houses. For oh, something shit. that the person... Into it. Said or did. Okay. Yes. So I think I should get some Ravenclaw points for coming up with Priori Incantatum. For uh, absolutely not, because that Can was we? in my mind. I just didn't say it because you and guys you were too stole busy that blood moon meme away. from me. I, I was going to post the same meme that you were <laughs> minutes after you posted it, so we're even. Okay, you took my not, meme. Let's not get into all that. Now you know what I Are we would doing minus absolutely... points so because is... I want to throw some negatives right now. So you can absolutely <laughs> lose points. Now, the okay. way I would say it is that normally I would give Taylor the points because even if you thought it, he said it. But he did say it before we officially started the game. So, so no points. I think it's out of bounds. Yeah. Fair exactly. is fair. Yes. So I will try to keep track of the points. And you're going to have to help me out with that one, Shannon, because we we're actually in the same room. But there we go. How y'all feel about that? Can we do that? And then a house cup at the end? Sure. And the All points right. can be as, as arbitrary as they are in the and book. They, yeah. So if somebody wants to get a hundred <laughs> points for being good friends, then let's do it. Yeah. So that, so that might, that might be one of my. It's clear, like the books become a little less like innocently fantastical, and J.K. Rowling really kind of like develops her craft over those seven books because the end of the first series is like, oh shit, Gryffindor is definitely going to and deserves to lose this house cup but i can't let that happen so dumbledore <laughs> it seems as though we need to add a few points surprise let me add exactly the number of points that you need plus 10 more for 
oh, fuck it. It's hard to stand up for your friends. Honestly, I, honestly and then, you know. wouldn't that end sequence have been so much more awkward if they didn't have the magic changing banners? And so when they win, they'd have to t- individually <laughs> take down each Slytherin banner above well, the Great Hall. It would be, put up a red it'd be filch up there, like, yeah, <laughs> trying to, like knock them off. Throwing a little rope, Dish. trying to pull it down, and he can't. Magic. Yeah, no, no, for sure it makes sense. But, but no, no, we're saying what if it wasn't? Also, I would I would like to thank you, Taylor, for your Dumbledore from Long Island that smokes like a pack of cigarettes a day. It's always my old man voice. It's just the it's just yeah. the one that comes out. So let's so ancient. So where I want to start is Shannon. Why is Harry Potter so near and dear to your heart? What what makes what would make Harry Potter a topic that would decide whether or not you're friends with someone? Well, so you know how in classes a lot of times they like to do the, like, let's go around the room and say one interesting fact about ourselves. Literally my least favorite part of any class. I hate those icebreakers are the bane of every adult (laughs) person's existence. But I kind of have a really easy one that I just go to, and that is that I went to a Harry Potter-themed summer camp for 16 years. So that's a lot. Of, I that's a lot of years. Yeah, I really so haven't done kidding. anything for sixteen years. Yeah. So when I was when <laughs> I, I was barely little, lived for sixteen. <laughs> when I was a little kid, my mom had all the Harry Potter books, and mm-hmm. I think I don't remember like what book it was up to that was out at that point, but I remember just grabbing the third book because it was the first one I saw and just starting to read it. And my mom was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! No, 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 no." And, you know, put me on my way of reading all the books. And so I read all of them that were out. And then I went to Harry Potter camp for many years. And they, it was always just like a big part of my life. You know, like I went to camp every year. I like, like went to the like book release at midnight. Like I saw the movies at midnight. It was just always like very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And yeah. What, what specifically is it that you like about Harry Potter? Why did you? It was the first series that really just like sucked me in, you know? You know, when you just can't put something down. Yeah. I had that experience with Harry Potter and nothing has ever measured up you, to it. You know what? I'm trying to think back oh, to damn. when I was actually a kid because I, I kind of agree. You know, it's it's really hard to recapture that kind of magic. I do For too. Me, yeah. This ties into something that you're going to hear me say many, many times. It's a huge part of how I decide whether I like it. I've deciphered it as clearly one of the indicators is whether I'm going to like a piece of fiction or not is Mm -hmm. the presence of a strong villain and like the arc that leads up to that. So they have Voldemort Voldemort in from the very beginning and they have him in the background throughout everything, corrupting everything, even while they're having nice, happy, fun Fun kid times, he's always in the background and it just crescendos into this incredible like Finally, in like the last few storylines, it's like all him. But like that that move up, all it was like this. I since they hadn't finished writing the books at that time, it was like he was always there in the background. Yeah. This is his final yeah. boss, and I fucking and I, love that kind of shit. I, think- I personally think that they earned that last little confrontation. Book seven, Harry and Tom Riddle squaring off in the middle of the Hogwarts great oh, yeah. great hall. Like they really earned that. Mm. Uh, just because we got seven Oh, yeah, that, that was really hype. That oh, was yeah. really hype. Yeah. You, know, you know what I have to say really did it for version. me was it's it's just J.K. Rowling's, like, world creation. It's, like, like it was so easy oh, to play yeah. pretend to as a kid because, like, you didn't know the ending of the books. But even if you did, like, it wouldn't matter because you could still, like, be a student at Hogwarts and, like, pretend to do yeah. that. And I always, definitely. like, until I was, like, fucking, you know, you're, like, you're, like, okay, Santa Claus, like, definitely not real. You're but, gonna like, say an age that maybe we're gonna... he could be. Yeah, and yeah. Harry Potter was, like, I know that Harry Potter isn't real, but I'm going to wait until I'm, like, 15 to, like, decide for sure that they're so, yeah, not so the gonna send like, me my please letter. Please send me your yeah. letter. Hold up. Maybe oh, yeah. the owl is late. Maybe it's four years late, and I'll get my. But like, day I now. pray to God it's on its way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. As a child, I was so ready to fucking become a dark wizard the second I got my letter. <laughs> I was. I was convinced. So I started reading the books before I was eleven. Um, and uh, you know, I was incredibly disappointed in my eleventh birthday. Oh yeah. But I. But That's I had. Fine. I had the. Uh, there was the opportunity. 
to like, oh, wait, no, there's another time when you get a letter telling you if you can go to a magical school and that's when you go to college. And I applied to a bunch of colleges <laughs> and I got into one and it wasn't Hogwarts and I was an 11 year old boy again and I did not go. I did go to a college where I learned funny words and old books, but like it wasn't the same. It's close I lo- though. I really like just during those years, 11 year old birthday boy disappointment spans the nation. Everyone. <laughs> 11 year old girls too I was gonna say every 11 year old child just went a little close minded of myself I I remember that um, I think it was classic Gryffindor what year did the first movie came out it was like 2000 2001 Uh, I actually believe I have those right here Philosopher's Stone came out in 2001 published in 1991 so in 2001 I had already gone to one summer of Harry Potter Girl Scout camp that's how popular Harry Potter was like it before the first movie even came out we had a theme camp about it so that year one of my dear friends had a birthday and he said for his birthday party we were all going to go see the Harry Potter movie the day it came out and my family was awesome. like you have ruined this for all of us we were all what? going to see this movie together in theaters oh, no. and so i went and i saw it with my friends and then Good. later that day mm-hmm. i went and i watched it with my family no. yeah. and it yes. was fine Good because i was like seven no so. see i'm not like yeah. that dude if i want to do something with you for the first time i mean the first time that goes for any of you by the way i, I no, say I, I know let's do it first time and you go see before me, I'm like, we're not watching it together. I will I watch this. it alone before I watch it with you. I did this spoiled. exactly one time where I did not realize how serious Jorge was about that. We were watching this Which BBC, it? like it was Jekyll and Hyde, where I watched oh, yeah. like half of the finale before, because uh, we had we had watched up until the two-part finale, uh-huh. and then I was so fucking jazzed about it, I couldn't help myself. I, I, I succumbed <laughs> oh, to that I temptation, that show. and I you know watched what? the first half of it, and Jorge was like, no. No, we're not gonna watch it. We're not. No, we're not watching watch it together anymore. anymore. I I want to take house points from one of you, but I don't know who to take house points yeah, no. from because I don't know who I'm more upset at. I, I feel like I'm upset at both of you. No, no. Eddie, I, he's being this is stubborn, go- bullheaded, and arrogant. Oh. So fifty <laughs> points to Gryffindor because he's playing a Gryffindor perfectly. Oh no! Do you agree with That's that? That's exactly what Gryffindors are. Do you agree? I with that? would go for twenty-five. Twenty-five I'm points to say, Gryffindor. I'm gonna say you know, like yeah, Brian should get ten points to Slytherin because he really leaned into the like bashing on Gryffindor. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Slytherin ten points as well. There you go. Yeah, oh, no, no. But anybody else out there, if you're, I don't, I honestly don't even remember this interaction. But I agree with it to this but day. But I believe it. Uh, anybody, you're watching a whole TV show with somebody. Not just that, a BBC miniseries, which you know how good those yeah. get. And you know it has an ending. And then at like a, yeah, 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 you know, how limited you know there's are. only like eight Taylor. episodes and exactly, a two-part exactly. finale. It was a two-part. I didn't watch the second when part. When you and your friend live part. one neighborhood away from each other, he there goes off and watches it without you? Well, because I couldn't not stay be over. Like... My parents wouldn't let me sleep over that night. So you couldn't wait one more day. Anyways, anyway, just, couldn't, yeah, just couldn't sit there. Getting back to Harry Potter. Getting back there. I have actually a pretty good way to... To go through these stories. So we just rewatched all the movies. Okay, but you mean go through the movies or go through I'm going to say go through the movies. Okay. Because I... Okay. To, to be I just reread candid, the books, so I I'll, I want to like splice in stuff from the books as well. Obviously. Obviously. Yes. This is not movies exclusively. I will say, unfortunately, while I have seen all the movies... And mm-hmm. I used to read the books with my mom when I was a child. Like this is very ingrained in no. my childhood. No, no, you didn't. Oh yes, yes. you oh, are yes. you kidding Just me? Spit it out. <laughs> oh yeah, spit the it out. last book I read was Goblet of Fire. One hundred points from Gryffindor. One hundred oh, points from actually, Gryffindor right I now. Agree with that one. I, yeah. I'm not. Um, was, I'm not yeah. against that. Actually, that yeah. I gotta that's take fair. away some point. That's yeah, fair. I don't know about. I mean, yeah, negative seventy five. So, so how did you not? fucking eventually read the books my and buddy Ian, you know kinda who was a teacher the and had only... never read them before and just read them as an adult for the first time like he got to them damn it what's crazy is the only book the only harry potter book in english that i've ever read is goblet of fire i read the first three in spanish okay. huh. so oh, nice. you know 
Don't, oh, don't so be that pushing your privilege you on you of all your si- Okay, uh, anyway, guys, guys. So uh, I I told Jorge. <laughs> I told Jorge like I think maybe 2 years ago now that I will not marry him until he reads all of the Harry Potter books. So uh time's a ticking, buddy. Yeah, that came so, you know, I mean, Jorge, I to be clear, Jorge, that Jorge, came Jorge, a, Jorge, Jorge, Jorge. I understand. I understand. You guys have lived together for a while now, and I know that <laughs> Shannon doesn't own the books out. on your shelf right I do. now. I know that. I know I, that I she have, doesn't. I have the books. Oh, you, you I, do have, I have all, all of the books, books in the house. And wait, oh, do, oh do you have and all on eight movies? All, 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 all in the house. All right Jorge, there in your one yes. bedroom apartment. <laughs> to to be completely honest with each yes. other right now, yes. Um, I actually think you're in a bit of a tough spot. I I realize because no no, but not for the like if you're gonna hop back in. Uh huh. In my in my legitimate opinion, uh-huh. and I just my opinion. Yeah, you're a Slytherin. They're always you're, legitimate you're, opinions. <laughs> aren't they? You're you're kind of stuck. You're kind of stuck on a meh book. Yeah, because you got to read five is the next one you have to read. Oh, he already it's knows. not exactly a knows. good one. Five is actually fucking... five is one of my favorites. I, I having just reread one... it. Well, Order of the Phoenix might be, if not my absolute favorite, definitely up there. Wow. So it is, I it is don't great, dislike it. I don't dislike it because I don't dislike any of them. But I think it has the least impactful plot stuff. I think that's in okay. any me? of them. Are you kidding me right now? No, I think that's. So, please tell me. Please tell we'll me. Get, what's, let's, let's get. Yeah, to we'll, it. We'll, get we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Sorry, sorry. I demand. Five Thank points you, to Gryffindor for honesty because I knew what type of reaction I was gonna get, and I and I was still honest. Um, Wait, did you do it because you knew that it was no, an honest I'm thing? I'm thinking to do? about it now, and I'm trying to grow up for points. I don't. You know what? Think you know you what? Here, okay, that you know also what? sounds Gryffindor. Here's what I'm gonna do. No, no. You know, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say I'm five points. For five. No, we're gonna do five because my thought process is I was gonna give plus ten initially for the honesty. But because he grubbed like a little grubbins, he loses five. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I waited to see if they would be awarded on their own, and then I I think I think Jorge deserves ten because, as Albus Dumbledore said, it is one thing to stand up to our enemies, but it is even more difficult to stand up to our friends. And And I would also like to give ten points. I want to those won the house to award five of those points to Ravenclaw. Actually, I want to say ten points to Ravenclaw for. For quoting, I, 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 so who gets what? Oh points yeah, for nerds. So I think yeah, I think absolutely. I think what are you absolutely. saying? Yeah, yeah. It's ten points to ten. me he gave, and ten points to him for quoting. Okay. Yeah. Which so. nets Dude, you at minus we, ninety. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> if we get points for quoting, but quoting when applicable, appropriately, appropriately, yeah, no. citing appropriately. Yeah. No, but I thought this was a podcast, not a goddamn audiobook, y'all. Yeah, but if you just, <laughs> if you just start quoting, yo, the quote, that's... my my Slytherin senses are like, yo, ten points to Hufflepuff Can just I have being, ten for standing for up for once in their lives. <laughs> yeah, if you were Slytherin, maybe. Excuse me, Brian. No, Brian over there. Standing up to your goddamn friends. Yeah, Brian. Brian is just like tapping his fingers together, sewing that. Slytherin discord <laughs> among the conversation. I'm going to say five points to Slytherin. Oh. All I know is Ooh, if thank I you don't very get much. to talk about Harry Potter more, I'm going to okay. scream. Okay, sorry. So Go ahead. The, re- uh, the reason I was putting that through is because the one of the ways I tried to compensate was by what I thought I could bring to the table. Okay? is I wrote this, this beautiful set of notes called Harry Puberty. <laughs> and I... <laughs> The more I think about it, the more I'm like, maybe it was inappropriate, but I very no, closely it w- no. tracked the sexuality 100%. of a growing boy. That's fine. Uh, no, of all the growing children. Of all the children With in Harry Potter. Better, to be as fair. they reach better. different levels of puberty. So. Yeah. This isn't like a hotness thing, right? We're not no. getting no. weird. Okay. No. No. It's more about like when they lose their buck Stop. teeth and shit. Uh, yeah. So book seven. Uh, that is book no, seven. no, no. Uh, Hermione loses uh, no, no, the no, buck we'll teeth in book four. We'll get to it. Okay. No, 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 no. That's not. So I just want to start off. We want to talk about Harry Potter. Let's start <laughs> off with Sorcerer's Stone, in which everyone is still babies. Go. Or the Philosopher's Stone. Well, no, let's start. By the way, let's... the Philosopher's Stone, not the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, yeah, it makes me why they didn't dumb it down okay. for American audiences. I actually, I, don't know either. I have an answer. I have an answer Ooh, to this. Really? So there is a, an, I don't, I don't think it's an actual book, just an audiobook on Audible called A History of Magic, and it was created after the History of Magic exhibit at the British Library. 
Some okay. some Brit- big British uh, library. I don't know. Yeah. So the big book of British minds. Yeah, yeah it's sure. read by Natalie Dormer, but it has interviews by a bunch Ooh. of di- like Jim Dale and Stephen Fry and a bunch of people who like illustrated the books and worked on the movies and all this stuff. And so the publisher who brought the books to America after only mm-hmm. 500 copies had been published in the UK, Whoa. by the way. It's aggressive. I like he that. He was I like, hey, that. I want to publish 30,000 copies of this book in America. But here's the thing. My marketing people are telling me that Philosopher doesn't do great with Americans. I like it, <laughs> but what my marketing guy tells me is that it does not have a great connotation. I love and it, it but the bulls in corporate, you know? <laughs> so it wasn't like it has a bad connotation, but he basically was like, "It doesn't play I, in America. I like it, however... We're going to do the sorcerers. Chart says, yeah. And it's funny because a bunch of the people in publishing were like, I don't think American children know the word sorcerer very well either. Like, you know, they don't know philosopher the, that well. well he originally rock. wanted to call it Harry Potter and like the great school of magic or something. And nope. J.K. Oh, Rowling I would was never like, buy that book. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. I would never that buy is, that book. That is the most corporately generated title that I could think of for that book. Harry and Potter and school. I'm going to let my nephew write the rest of this copy. Great school <laughs> of magic. <laughs> Um, so I want to. I think I want to give mm-hmm. 15 points to Hufflepuff for bringing previously unheard information dope. to my ears. Literally that started listening Absolutely. to that this morning they, and oh, do not regret. They found that information yes. because Hufflepuffs are, are good finders. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, one thing I do want to say for anybody else listening out there, uh, Philosopher's Stone is actually a real life, like there is a mythology fake to thing. that. Yeah. Yes, a real it's life an alchemic thing. thing. Yes, uh, alchemists, if... Uh, Oh man, that just keeps going further and further. Uh, <laughs> You're just ready to fucking go yeah, right no, into like, it. Way back in the day when they thought that magic might actually way be real back. and stuff, there were way alchemists back, who studied yeah. chemistry in order to uh, turn shit into gold. Usually, well, all sorts of stuff. But yes, one of the major things was turning yeah. different elements, was like crashing lead, the into gold, gold economy. <laughs> and during that time period, there was the idea that you could create a philosopher's stone which could turn lead and other materials directly into gold and mm-hmm. grant you in some way the elixir of life without, that would allow you to live forever. And sometimes, or, I believe, bring people back from the dead, but it gets probably Those of us who want a little bit of extra, bit just of on real-life alchemy, there was also a uh, mythic substance called alkahest, which was supposed to be the universal solvent, the thing which would dissolve everything. Um, yeah, and it was a counterpart to the Philosopher's Stone. Another five perfect points material. to Ravenclaw. Five what? points to Ravenclaw. So he Thank shuts you. up. So he shuts up because I know he brought that up on purpose, and I knew he was going to fucking grub for uh, it. And I just oh, didn't want to go through the time. I thought that time. was a perfect transition from what I was saying. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think he like came out of no. I thought it was completely appropriate. I would give him five points for knowing stuff. Yeah, I'll give him five points for knowledge. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I I'm speaking for Taylor, not for Ravenclaw yeah. itself. I'm speaking for the person representing yeah. Ravenclaw because I know Taylor just went. Hey, this will get me some points. I need to get on the board. I, no, hey, man, see, play the game to win. So, so real no, fast I do, plug. I, I want to do a real of course fast. Plug. I don't agree. I don't disagree. Can I do a plug? Can I do a plug? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll let a brother do a plug. So uh, Taylor and I have been working on a little something not to come out for many, many, many months. But we've been talking about looking because Taylor and I are actually great. That teaser trailer. Great lovers of this kind of stuff. We've been considering <laughs> doing a full podcast where we talk about ancient <sighs> methods of occultism and mythology and things like that. So that's where all that comes from. And if anything. Look for that on the next Super Blood Wolf Moon. If he got five points for that <laughs> shit, I should get two and a half points because I said more than he did. What? Oh, okay. I did I not will, realize Gryffindors were good you, extorters. Of straight to I will bring you from negative sixty-five to negative sixty-two. How about that? There you go. Okay. Well, let's not so say the numbers would, out loud. So it's a surprise. When, okay. Well, when the cup comes. I think the people needed to know about this one. Jorge, um, do you I not like, think? That our listeners are with a pen are not without a pen and paper <laughs> right now tallying the score in if real this time. Were live, we would just ask the chat. This what isn't the points whose line. We would know. This is not yeah. whose line is in any way. The points do fucking matter here. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would like to talk about <laughs> probably <laughs> to wrap up Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, because we don't need to oh, talk yeah, about we it all that much. So yeah. into it. <laughs> well, so what I would like to talk about is how uh, the difference between the ending in the movie and the book. So okay. the difference oh, yeah. in the book is like Quirrell 
touches Harry and like it's bad and he's like oh no yes. I can't do this it's really bad and then Harry is like freaking out and then basically just like blacks out as Dumbledore presumably swoops in to save him True. and in the movie yeah Quirrell oh. disintegrates into a pile of dust turns into a ghost and then flies <laughs> through Harry yes so and there is that nice little what? scene where where Daniel Radcliffe is looking at the well, yeah, so we, we've got that one bit where Quirrell touches uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry's and goes, face, ah, and, yeah. uh, and you know Quirrell is yelling ah, and Harry looks at his hands and goes, "These hands, <laughs> <laughs> these magic hands," and then somebody's grabs catch his these face, hands. touches him right in the head, and kills him. Do a scene from Sorcerer's Stone. If you have this to, is, this is right at the what, end mean, of the last chamber, <laughs> um, yes. in which Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, this is Daniel Radcliffe going, ah! <laughs> For no fucking reason. Like, you don't see why, but Voldemort is, like, flying through him. And he's well, just, no, you yeah, do it see shoots exactly him and hits why. Him. It's why I just told you. is because Quirrell and Voldemort turn into a ghost, and then it flies yeah. through Harry. But we're not told that. And, you know, no, but you can see it with your eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, he just he comes right. It's just <laughs> funny because he falls back, and then there's, like, that weird ghost that comes up. And flies right at him, and he's like, "Ah!" It, yeah, it is funny. It's a small child yelling. It's just funny that you're saying it's a weird ghost that flies to him, and it's like, yes, it's the weird ghost that is Voldemort and Quirrell. But like Voldemort, (laughs) Taylor, so powerful. Like, why is he just like flying through a child? Yeah, we're in the same boat. (laughs) We're in the same boat here. There you go. So, all right, what's that? What do you? Do y'all have anything to say about that? Um, I don't have anything else for the fucking sorcerer or philosopher well, or sociologist stone. I the only thing that I want to add to the social worker stone is <laughs> that. Um, so I, I started reading these books uh, in December this year, uh, and I was I have a a wonderful habit of procrastinating productively, meaning like I'm going to get a bunch of stuff done. Like my apartment has never been so clean when I have a seminar mm-hmm. paper just about due. Um, and oh, one yeah, of the yeah, ways I that I I um, procrastinated this year was I was making y'all's Christmas gifts, the, the cross stitchings, while I was listening to Harry Potter, just so I could hear the Christmas scene, because I was so excited for Christmas and I didn't want to do the things that I had to do. And that's that slowly turned into, well, in for a penny, in for a pound, I might as well read the rest of these right now. <laughs> so, that's fucking excellent. And a combination of like listening to the Jim Dale version and reading them, you know, I finished the rest of the six books over before before the new year. Oh, also just as another note for the, you know, case for the movie, uh, that is where it's Wingardium Leviosa, not Leviosa, comes from. Yes. So which is excellent. Yeah. Which absolutely yeah. incredible. It was, there is, it was um, almost incredible to me how much of these movies that I was like, Jorge, did, didn't you and your friends used to say this to each other? And he was like, no. And I was like, oh, what? I was just friends with a bunch of nerds and we all just quoted Harry Potter at each other <laughs> all the time. Like, we would all just be like, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Just mid-conversation all the time. Just do that. Just do that shit. To be clear, I I was a little bit older, and I started getting into drinking and doing bad people (laughs) things much earlier, so I didn't Like in 2001 when the movie came out? Yeah, I'm not good at Yes, absolutely. When you were in, like, third grade? Not when the movies came out. No. So, Shannon, oh. similar to you, my dad used to work at Borders uh, when Borders oh. books still existed. And so that's how I did the midnight releases was my dad was my dad ran them mm-hmm. uh, for the store uh, where the golf store now is on 29 in Chantilly, Virginia. That was yeah. his store. Or maybe there was one in Seven Corners. Let's... Or in Seven Corners. Well, whatever. But the point is my dad used to work at Borders, <laughs> and that's how I got to do it. Let's move to, let's move to Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of sure, Secrets. Sure, why not? What, I, what notes I took is Malfoy definitely hit puberty all of a sudden. Yeah, because Tom Felton so, walked into this movie and was like, I'm Malfoy. So, to give you an idea, <laughs> in the Philosopher's Stone... I'm the same age as these 12-year-olds. <laughs> Harry Potter is 11 years old in the Philosopher's Stone. Daniel Radcliffe is 12. Ron is 11. Rupert Grinton is 13. Hermione Granger is 12. Emma Watson's 11. Draco Malfoy is 11. Tom is 14. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wait! Yes. Seriously? Oh, Thomas that boy was 14. a late bloomer. He's, like, he's the oldest one. <laughs> so, so in each book, 
Emma Watson is the correct age of everybody except Hermione because in the books Hermione is a little bit older than everybody. Well, that's how the way it starts changes as time goes on. But um, in the next movie, the actor who plays Draco is the only one who's hit fifteen years old. Yeah, you know, he's like the oldest by a good he's amount. Desperately Yo, trying to hide his mustache. That boy can drive, and he's playing and his... a twelve-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, yes, no. Directly, he's playing a twelve-year-old. You know, which there's not that much. Like three years of difference no. is not that much, but like it's it's just he definitely hit puberty. The, yeah. No, so, I mean that's the whole reason we're talking about puberty is because it's fucking obvious. Yeah, no, it's, it's not it's like funny we're like how obvious the, book, I don't the whole know, stories are all 14. set in puberty town for all these kids. Just, like, because you're also, watching them grow right through the puberty age, you ex- can see ex- exactly <laughs> when each. Imagine one. Very being obvious. one of these child actors and be like, imagine yeah. being another child actor and it's being prob- like, you know what, I'm gonna do movies until I'm like 10, and then I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna start doing movies again when I'm like 15 because <laughs> I'll be pretty. And then the people in the Harry Potter movies are like, well, yeah. I guess I just don't have a shot in hell. I guess it's I probably just why Daniel Radcliffe developed here. a drinking problem during the movies. <laughs> well, there was a. I just watched an interview. He did, or by the read way. A, read an interview with That's Daniel fucked. Radcliffe in which it was like back from more when he was finishing up the mm-hmm. movies. And they were saying like, oh, you know, you're becoming something of a sex symbol. But it's kind of weird for us because we watched you grow up we since you were a kid. And he's like, well, I don't know why because you guys had no problem making Emma Watson a sex symbol immediately. So, oh, the call out. Go, go Daniel Radcliffe. Like the Fuck yeah! Movie. She's yeah. under eighteen for so, so we'll long. We'll get to and that. People are so gross. Yeah, well, I guess we so will. <laughs> the reason I'm saying Malfoy definitely hit puberty is because in the first one, he was like, baby, yeah. adorable baby. He's he like, looked like oh, me when I was eleven. Yeah. He, he looked like me when I was eleven. Yeah. Like it was just absolute. But yeah. also, oh, I can help foot... you there, Potter. <laughs> yeah, he's a foot taller than everybody all of a sudden, and he's like, hey, fuck you, Potter. <laughs> Just starts aggressively cursing. It's like that's not yeah. in the script. We gotta get out of here. Besides that, are those only... cigarettes? Do you have cigarettes <laughs> yeah, now? Like, just, just pulling switchblades instead of wands, and you're like, no. Yeah. Other than that, Chamber Secrets. The only other major change I see is that uh, Emma Watson. She had some big old cheeks in the first one. They've mm-hmm. deflated a little bit. Everybody's still she babies, down. <laughs> She's no, her baby no, fat. It's just like, so, yeah. it's like the baby cheeks grew out of her baby fat. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To bring literally something... not a toddler anymore. To yeah, bring yeah. in something from the the book, so like the extended universe of the books, because oh, yeah, uh, J.K. Rowling, unlike something like Star Wars, has the iron vice on like, no, 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 I write what is the extended universe of this mo- wizarding I world. No, she's the, like George Lucas. No, 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 because George no, Lucas George let Lucas it, gave it up. George Lucas, he let it get away from him, oh, and then they had to they had a retcon. Of who can write stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, no, J.K. Rowling. Uh, th- there was just something that came out a little recently. If you're listening to this now, this is 2018, 2019. So Whoa. in 2018, <laughs> at the end of the year, Because um, one of the things that always bothered me as a kid was like, okay, hold the phone. If the Chamber of Secrets is supposed to be from like the 12th century or whatever when Hogwarts is founded why the fuck is it perfectly built into like a very modern bathroom like Damn. are there how many co-conspirators mm-hmm. are question. there and so Magic J.K. Dude. Rowling actually answers well, this yeah. question that there was uh, in the 19th century one of the few times that mug- uh, wizards copy muggles oh. is that they they, oh. they put in real plumbing uh, like you know proper plumbing and like, oh, that's cool. Okay, and then there was some heir of Slytherin who decided, like, oh, nope, gotta you know keep it for great great grandpappy. I put the little snake there. I'm like, okay, all this is fine. But then J.K. Rowling continues and yeah. explains oh, what wizards George did. What yes. did wizards do before they had Muggle plumbing? Plum. And apparently, they just shat themselves and vanished the evidence magically. I think that is yeah. I think oh, I, I also they, read that no. that's canon. I, I thought they were saying that they shat on the floor and then vanished it. I think that's. That sounds wild. Which, right. themselves. Which if I thought they fucking pulled down their cloaks and went ba bow and then went <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa and fucking floated that, that shit to the ceiling or something. They had underwear that just vanished it for them because if you can vanish it yourself, that's why incredible. Wouldn't you just enchant your underwear to vanish it for you. So that's probably a too high level a of a better spell solution. For the kids. But there's You're also this has historical. The, the Ravenclaw in me is going to come out now because this does have a historical precedent. In 18th century France, like the height of decadent, the big white tall powdered wigs and you know Louis, mm-hmm. the whatever, the one that gets 
yeah. 16th, I think, is the French Revolution. Um, the decadence was such and plumbing was so little that people did relieve themselves on the stairs. And this is why the French are known for like how much perfume that they wear, because they didn't really sense. have a solution oh. to the whole like, yo, I got a fucking shit right now. What am I going to do? Well, the stairs look pretty goddamn good. You know, not going to lie. A couple of ledges. That's good. Must have been a good time to be a startup set of shit cleaners. I was gonna say, it's uh, probably why the French Revolution happened. <laughs> this this gets me into though the whole time I was watching those movies, and I think there's actually like a secret school of magic that nobody talks about, which is the magic engineers. There's a whole lot of like architectural, hmm. ar- architectural, and like engineering that people Logistics do with like sort of thing. Yeah, where it's like okay, like magic's one thing, but they actually have architecture. They have pieces of machinery yeah. that move around, fueled by magic. The stairs being the stairs biggest being example, a big like the most one obvious so, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you notice, like, J.K. Rowling builds an incredible world of magic, but it is centered around three main people. Yeah. And she really doesn't even address any occupations in the wizarding world. That's why it's except so good. for we work for the ministry. Or I guess yeah. we just don't have a job. Because well, it's, it's like it's, it's like, bureau- bureaucrats or cops are the only yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Or you work or in a shop. Or you work for the ministry. Or, or you're or a sports star. The ministry and, you yeah, make or wands. you're a sports star. You own a shop there's in Diagonal. Yeah. Like, so yeah. there's there's mercantile there there's you know merchants, there's people who craft their specific merchants trades. And bureaucrats. That's it. Uh bureaucrats, cops, and sports stars. Because they have the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah. yeah. So right, but like, but for I example, like if all of if, those others exist. Yeah. So it's not a criticism. I'm saying like it's no, really no, cool. no, I like know. A, He's saying it's yeah. being I mean, it's so point. absolutely I think, fits I think, in perfectly for there to be magical engineers. Yeah. This, I think right I think there. this is a critique of the world. Because for example, if Molly Weasley, after having you know like been a housewife for several years and raising their entire brood of children, children, which is yeah, no small feat, especially with Fred and George, hey oh, but like if she wanted to get a job later in life, like what would she do? Like what would she what like what well, what profession would Molly Weasley hop into? What they also never address is like there's no school after Hogwarts that anybody ever talks yeah. about. And they also like Correct. Harry has to take certain classes to be an Auror, but they never talk about what other classes people exactly. have to take so, to be but presumably there are classes at Hogwarts for everyone to take for whatever occupation they want I'd, to be because they do ne- they never mention wizard college. So like they there is Auror training. There's three years of Auror training, which Professor McGonagall <laughs> mentions to Harry, but but that's <laughs> the only so like post secondary um, post secondary education that they have that, that we know of in the books. Yeah. Taylor, yeah. Taylor, could you just say Auror for me? Auror. Auror. Say say training. Auror training. Tra- <laughs> could you put both of those together? Auror or training. <laughs> the perfect. There you All go. Right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a cool yeah, quip no, I, situation right there. <laughs> there's a lot of evidence that there is graduate level classes of at magic. Hogwarts. I don't know about at Hogwarts, but just in general that there exists. Probably at Pig. Well, I feel like that's think what about the... like Snape does something between his time when he's a student at Hogwarts and when he becomes a professor at Hogwarts. But they yeah. don't yeah, talk about yeah, we, know ex- yeah. we know exactly what he does. I feel like it's all just independent all study. All be directly to Death Eater. Right. No. Independent <laughs> study? It's all independent study. But that's they... like saying you could just go to Hogwarts and immediately turn around and be like, I just finished my last year. I'm a professor now. Okay, but uh, you I know, don't know how they yeah. hire out the academy, but, but oh, knowing Dumbledore, yes. You know what you knowing can do? Dumbledore, one hundred percent. You yes. know what you can do when you're a fucking wizard? Like I know you can't just conjure out of money from nowhere, but you know what you can do? It's just like go to a Muggle store and fucking steal some shit and fucking feed feed yourself. Yeah. And then just spend all of your time studying. Yeah. Like you're a grad student without the grad school. No, I just meant and you don't have to pay anybody. I do that exact same thing. I do that exact same thing, except I don't have the luxury of not getting caught when I steal from the grocery store. They get a little You're more Aladdin that. than you yeah. are. I didn't, I didn't mean he needed to do something to keep himself fed. I just mean there seems to be some indication that people do something to get themselves to a technical level where they are capable enough to be professors at I mean, honestly, she probably yeah. fucking talks about it in Pottermore, and I just haven't read it yet. It's all networking, who you know, and, and here, fucking who's hey, one, me, you know, yeah. We we all just did a, a good amount of talking. Do we want to award some points to each house? I think we all nailed a whole lot of Harry Potter stuff. Yes. So, starting with Ravenclaw. Since the last time that we awarded points, how many points does Ravenclaw deserve? 25. Oh, thank 20, you, Brian. 25 sounds yeah. right. Yeah, that sounds perfect. 
25. Not going to lie, I dropped a good couple of things in the books. Like, I know exactly when Hermione hey, you got the, loses. You got the 25 points. points. Just, it's weird. Right. It's weird. specifically them. about Hermione, though, I'm but just, that's fine. It's all right. Just, cool, it's cool. I'm giving my you know, I'm giving You're a million years old, and she's like 12 in that time. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. I'm a no grad student. Of course I'm All right. I say five points for Ravenclaw. Yeah. There we go. I agree. All right. No, you. You know what? You know what? Okay. Okay. All right, Hufflepuff. How many points for Hufflepuff? Wait, but did I actually get the twenty-five? I th- no, you got five. No, no, no. Um, then, then I'm gonna fight. I think it. I, I think twenty-five. The 25. You got the twenty-five, no. and then you lost five, so you and then you lost 20. twenty of them. You I think no, no, lost no, no, just five no. of them. I think okay. Thirty for Hufflepuff. I would say that's fair. Thirty makes sense. There's a lot going on. Yeah. But there was a level of patience and understanding involved in having to deal with like the eight conversation voices happening. I get it; it's understandable. There's four, but whatever. Um, I will give Gryffindor Gryffindor a solid like twenty for you his bias on for that. His thoughts on the uh, no, his thoughts on the like graduate school I'm program. It's pretty think, solid. I think it's more than fair. I've, yeah, I've been and nothing I think he but up his end of the bargain. Yeah, more than fair. Yeah, Slytherin. Hufflepuffs are generous peoples. 50. 50 points for Slytherin oh, is what I heard. I, I don't know. Uh, oh, wait. No. Did you guys? Wait. Whoa. No, no, what was no, that? That was no, really strange. No, that was really strange. No, whatever no, we no, You guys hear some no, strange no, noise? No, 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 no. Okay. Well, whatever we do say plus five for the whispering. What would what would Taylor like to? Oh, that's would, really cool. I can't believe I didn't like to say. I didn't have to do anything, yeah. and that worked. That's awesome. I would give him twenty points, and I'm fine giving okay. him the twenty five points for the whisper because I, I was say very let's Slytherin's give him monster plus the five makes oh, no. twenty. <laughs> no, well, yeah, because it is very much Slytherin's monster in Chamber of Secrets, where Harry just hears the whisper voice, it's a like giant basilisk. I want to kill you. <laughs> it Rip it you. almost. Oh, stop! One second. Fuck you, the basilisk, for being so terrifying, but so ineffective. Every it freezes, yeah. it freezes a couple of people legitimately. All right, like, I'm listening. No, 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 finish it, up. It doesn't kill finish a up. single thing. It yes, but that is completely unfair. They explain every reason why it doesn't kill anything. No, oh, no, no, but he's just saying. I don't. Like, I'm not doubting the fact that. that. I'm just the saying. Yeah, came out and he didn't even manage. Like and didn't manage to kill. Yeah. That everybody fucking yeah. had a lens or something to look Thank through. Thank you. Like yeah. really, basilisk. It's good for them. You all right. Just to go be fair, I have. It's all, it's all good for that. those children. I do too. I, I do too. So, I, so here's the thing: is they say the basilisk was put there by Salazar Slytherin, and it, the intention of it being there was to kill non-purebloods. Yes. But I don't think that's entirely true. I think it was put there by Salazar Slytherin, but yes. the basilisk is just an animal. It's just an animal that he yeah. threw into a weird chamber inside a. Well, it's a magical I don't, animal. But the idea that he like was actually speak. trying to kill anyone. So when the they opened being, up the chamber of secrets, he was just uh, fucking slithering around the, and accidentally. The counter argument. People. The counter argument is that the whole idea is that the heir of Slytherin, who speaks Parseltongue, would basically allow to open the chamber so that they could go, "Hey, Basilisk, murder that guy, murder that guy, murder that guy." They, They're mud. Blood. They've said that parcel tongues do not have perfect control over their serpentine servants. Yeah, but the heir of Slytherin probably but like does. a yeah, basilisk. So, okay. he's the heir of Slytherin isn't even full serpent. But what you know? they talk I don't about know. in the books is. Do you that... want to know how a, a basilisk is born? Yes. No. Yes, I do. Oh, it is fine, the right. <laughs> egg of a chicken hatched underneath a frog. That is the basilisk. Uh, how the basilisk comes around? But yeah, but what about the not full serpent? What about the basilisk? Correct. I want to give basilisk. five points to Ravenclaw for that sweet description. I really of how want to take the five away though for him saying basilisk. I kind of not too. understanding the word he's saying, okay. but that's you know. I feel like we hit on movie bandana. two enough and book two enough. Sure, okay, fine. Moving on, Prisoner Kenneth of Brenna Brenna is a tree. Oh fuck yeah! Here Actually, we go. one of my favorite books. One of my favorite books as well. One of the least good movies. Not Unfortunately, entirely true. Yeah. Not entirely true. Out of the first. Well, I was going to say, how, what do you mean? It's just, it's a little bit of a disappointment after the first two. And that's not exactly the movie's fault. It's also, well, no. they do make a major change in direction because it's the first time they have a new director. But also, Sorcerer's Stone yeah. Chamber Secrets have excellent Alfonso finales. Somebody, it's somebody. Yeah, one yeah. Of, they're one of them. So Christopher, Christopher Columbus directs the first two movies. And then I forget who they moved to for Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm going to look it up David now. Yates, I believe. So keep talking. No, no, David he did. He did five. Movies, he did five right. for sure. Um, I don't know which else he did. Anyway, continue, continue. Um, I'll get this in a sec. Jorge does not like the ending of the third book. Alfonso Cuarón. That's right. 
Jorge does not like the end of the third book slash movie because there is not a Voldemort confrontation, correct? It's because I like a big old dramatic confrontation with a major villain. It does not have to be Voldemort. That's fair. Ah, like, that's fair. I gotcha. That's but fair. A, a big bad is fought yeah. and For example, like yeah. order, at the end of the Order of Phoenix is when yeah. yes. they have a whole shit with Beltrix Lestrange. Yeah. It's awesome. Everybody's doing no, all sorts. No, no. no, I that's guess is awesome. directly very I, much in that. But, but like the rest of this But book, we know what you mean. We know what you mean. Like fucking Sirius being introduced. The movie does not do Sirius justice because all you see is like, I'm a big scary dog. Now I am a man, but I am scary, and Harry has reason to fear me. And then it's like the last five minutes of the movie where like, ah, oh, you're redeemed. But in the books, you're like, oh, so, in shit. the books, yeah, it's Harry's an ever looming like, presence. It's oh, an ever looming yeah. fear. There's a like serial Harry's killer only out to find me. Relative, basically, like the person who knows his father the best, and also fucking Lupin is in this book, and Lupin is like Lupin's one awesome. of my top like 10 favorite characters of the entire He's great. series. I He's love him. There was a, no, there was all, a commentary. It's... There was a little commentary that I read about uh, the interaction where Lupin first sees Harry's Patronus, the one that he does during the Quidditch match. And it's a perfectly formed stag that takes down the unfortunate, like uh, Draco Malfoy with his his goon yeah. on his shoulders, like in the cloak. Crab uh, or Goyle. But I think that might be the... Yeah, it might be the it's it's well one of the, little is little is a objective you know yeah. subjective term yeah. there, but but yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of the first times he does the fully formed Patronus, and Patronus. it is the form of his father's like Anamargus, uh, like you know, animal, um, and so like Lupin. Animorph- the commentary was saying yeah, dude, that Lupin sorry. has. Well, I'm gonna have to ten points to Hufflepuff, <laughs> at least. For that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, mis- I mispronounced it. I mispronounced it. But you, but whatever, sure it was whatever. A mistake, but... Oh, I wanted to deduct him because it's, it's well, never of course a he mistake. did Slytherin. But anyway, but uh, but uh, Lupin <laughs> Lupin Lupin <laughs> sees uh, that stag come out of the end of Harry's mm-hmm. one and sees his best friend as he knew him as the wolf and has to say like ah, it was a very good Patronus because Lupin knew that Harry needed Professor Lupin and not Uncle Mooney at that point and still did not reveal much to I'm sure his own personal distress how close he was with Harry's father I I Mm. didn't think about that until watching the movie this time like after having read the book like 10 fucking years like many times over like 10 years but he like does not he is basically Sirius's equivalent in friendship with James. Like he was just a little bit closer yeah. with James, but he like he knew his dad and he just like barely brings it up. And even in the movie, he's just like, Yeah, I was friends with your dad. I really like your mom too. You have her eyes. And it's just like, but what, dude? Like, you were such good friends with his parents. You could have told him so much more. But you have reason for not doing so. It's more complicated than that. Yeah, that's what it's I'm way saying. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. yeah. Like, yeah. It's complicated. You know what's not yeah. as complicated? Puberty. Prisoner of Azkaban. Ron hits puberty. Yeah, for sure. For sure he hits <laughs> do you, puberty. Uh, do you have puberty like watch? Like yes. <laughs> puberty hit him like a dump truck, dude. God yeah. damn. He just all of a sudden just sprouts up a foot. And oh, yeah. He... Now, Fred and George, who have already been somewhat puberty hit for the whole yes. line of movies, now have much deeper voices out of nowhere. Yeah. They're deep into puberty town. Harry yeah. is interesting. He is very slow going for most of the time. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Daniel changes. Radcliffe is still to this day a very short man. Yes, it's a very well, gradual he's going change. To be. Hermione's still a complete child. Still a complete yeah. child. And is this one? This is one where she punches. Draco in the fucking and the face, reason right? that yes. she punches Draco Malfoy is that uh, Malfoy says something like. Oh, what, what is it? What's that great scene where she finally loses it? Um, Malfoy the one says where she something points about it, she's like, "You foul, loathsome, evil little cockroach!" And she points her wand at him, and he pisses his little boy pants. That's and then later. I think he says some shit. This is the one yeah. where she like socks him good because they're like, doing the time yeah, no, turner. No, no, Straight no, 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 the watch. Talking about that scene, he points his wand at her, and or she points his wand at him, and he pisses his little boy pants. And then she turns around, and he says something snide, and she turns back around and punches him in the damn face. Yeah, that's what it's. Yeah, because then she uses the time turner to fucking question me. Thank yeah. you, Hufflepuff, yeah. for getting my back. Yeah, dude. Wait, Brian, you. you are leaning way too into the Slytherin persona, <laughs> and uh, you're going to need to like pump the brakes on that shit right now. I want to give there you go. five points to Hufflepuff for yeah. knowing that, and I'm going to give five points to Slytherin. For being a damn Slytherin? But that's the last time you get points for just being Slytherin. <laughs> After that, you're losing points. <laughs> 
I dropped what? so oh, many specific I... things out of this book, and I get no points. Sorry, you I got I'm gonna be the grape grubbing. Can I legitimately pause something there? Yeah. Can I legitimately pause in the conversation there? If I'm gonna lose points for being Slytherin, what else can I do to get points then? Because just, in this book, just know about in Harry these Potter. books, no, 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 in these books, like there's at, there's legitimately attributes for Hufflepuffs, for Gryffindors, for Ravenclaws, right? Slytherins are vaguely discussed as their attributes. They're ambitious. But they are, they are, it's like cunning, ambition, and like something else. They are just treated as the bad yeah, my, group. No. My intention, though, was not for us to get points for being part of a house. It is for to get <laughs> points for knowing oh. Harry Potter shit. Oh, okay. That was not made yes, clear because it bad. really sounded like at the beginning to make it about being well, the house. I mean, okay. Classic I mean, Slytherin. Brian, just so Brian does bring up a little segue that I would like to yeah, take sure. us on a little trip for a second. Uh, so, Can we call this section a trip on the night bus? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, there we this go. This is a trip on the night bus. Correct uh, book. With your host. Wait, wait, Jamaican on, head. I real fast, I want to say, Fletch cut his hair, he looks younger. Dumbledore is slightly younger because he was a different actor. Drake was greasier. Yeah. Go. Okay. I was not necessarily moving on from the movie. Just, 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 just segue. You're on the night bus. That's still part of the segue on the night bus yeah. uh, is this movie. Um, so I completely forgot my train of thought now, man. Whoops. Well, you're on the night uh, bus now. I'm on the night so bus. Probably got the okay, so, so anyway, so Slytherins in the book are like their attributes are discussed vaguely. You are right, Brian. But yeah. Do we ever see an example of a good Slytherin that is not Severus Snape? Horace Slughorn or in book six. Horace Slughorn. Okay. You have named two. Any do children, we, any actual have, children in the book. Phineas Nigellus. Five is a lot. Phineas Nigellus, who is, who is who? the, grand, Nigellus the is great grandfather of, Her- uh, of Sirius Black. He's yeah. the last so, person no, no. of the. He was the last yeah, well, Slytherin headmaster no, of no, no. Okay, Hogwarts. Okay, okay. That's fine. That's actually a really cool fact. I will give you points for that. Um, but the actual question at hand is, are there any actual students now during these seven years of mm. Slytherins who do anything that is good? No. No. Who are good kids? No. No. Do you know why? Millicent no. Bolstrode has a cat, which... That means that she can take care of a living her. animal, and that's Way to about go. that. <laughs> also, nice chamber secrets pool. Solid. My, that, yeah. Thank you. The point being, there is a bizarre, like, endless cycle with Slytherins where, and it's why Harry says not Slytherin. It's very specifically why he is like, I do not want to go into Slytherin. I do not want to go into Slytherin because they he are treated as about. the bad group he knows they're bad. Yes. He. That's all he knows. Yes. That's all he knows. That's all anybody knows. Well, he doesn't know anything about their ambition, their ability. He goes, you're right, you're right, they're the right, bad right, guys, right. and then the bad well, guys the get sorted hat, in, the and then they treat them like the defend. bad guys. The sorting hat tries to defend it. He tries to say, you know, Slytherin would help you on sure, your way to greatness. Sure, everybody tries to defend it, but they don't mean it. The only thing that Harry knows about Slytherin house is Draco Malfoy, which obviously is going to be in Slytherin, and he says some bigoty shit, like right off the bat. stop. Which is obviously going to be in Slytherin. So Slytherin is where bad people go, and they are treated as such. So anybody who goes, that's how they are treated. The Deathly Hollows. One of them, one of the Slytherins, betrays Harry Potter, and McGonagall is like, "We better just put all the Slytherin in the dungeon." Every Slytherin. Every like, one of them. Come on, the like nobody's gonna pose you on this, so right? No, 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 no. Let's just, what, 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 let's just put them says, all in the What McGonagall says she in the book is, what McGonagall says in the book is, like, this is your opportunity to redeem Slytherin House. You do not have to be these people, which people are going to characterize as those who is on he who <laughs> must not be inside. Because they already characterize them that way. <laughs> They're doing the from the, the, the perspective shit and then of going, Harry Potter. So from everyone's also, perspective in the epilogue. <laughs> I don't remember if it's in the book, but it's definitely in the movie where Harry's son is like, oh, but I'm so worried I'll be in Slytherin. It is in the book. And he's like, you know what? But one of your namesakes, the- mm-hmm. he was a Slytherin and he was cool. But also if you don't want to be a Slytherin, yeah. you can just say you don't want to be a Slytherin. It's totally so don't exactly. And I'm not going to judge you. He's and it's fine. It's give fine. Me out like, all of us are Gryffindors, yeah. but you know what? If you want to be, it's Slytherin, fine. But we'll if you don't want to be, just say you don't want And it's like... <laughs> Dude, being Slytherin in the is last a choice, fucking scene of the book, J.K. Rowling was like, "By the way, 
just fuck Slytherins. Mike twisted drop. the knife one more time. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, guys. Okay. Uh, let's take a break here really quick because we are getting into a lot of stuff right now. Um, uh-huh. And I do feel as though being only on book three and I think our hour and 15 minute mark, um, we have a lot to say. Apparently, we all love Harry Potter. Um, so let's, we're going to make this. We do. So let's make this a two part episode. My all right. So, oh, I, so I didn't lose the house cup? No, no, no. Not, not yet. yet. You haven't lost it. <laughs> Dumbledore yeah. hasn't assigned you his last minute points yet. <laughs> when I make the ultimate comeback, like Gryffindor always does. Oh shit, you guys! This is like where they split the last book into two movies. That's, that's what this exactly. episode is. Oh, that's exactly oh, what it's like. That's what this is now. No, yeah, I hope that's not what it's for like. for every bit of what it's worth. Just milk that fucking cow until. So until it's we're gonna break dead. this off. For those of you guys <laughs> listening right now, we'll reach you guys later in the week with the stunning conclusion of our Harry Potter episode. So Special stay tuned until parter, then. Parter, parter. Two-parter. Until we, we're not going to decide our we friends yet because we're not done. But until then, just a reminder, you can always find us online on the worldwide muggle web at r-we-friends.com <laughs> or find us on Twitter Jesus. and Instagram at underscore are we friends, all one word. Reach out to us because uh, we'd love to hear your opinions on Harry Potter, because I feel like it's a fandom that is wonderfully supportive, unlike the other fandoms that ah. I'm a part of. Hashtag Star Trek. Fuck yourself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, reach out to us. Tell us what you guys think. We always love to hear from you guys. We've been getting great feedback so far, so just keep it up. Uh, right. we've, been in, we've been getting good feedback. We Great feedback would be appreciated, though. Good night. Good night. Guardian Leviosa.